Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody and welcome to a very special episode of the United States of a Movie Podcast. Every Monday is now a fun day because it's the day that we get to sit, talk about amazing movies and really get into the nitty gritty. Because usually the question is, can we define one movie that basically represents every state in the United States? But this week we're doing something special because it's spooky season. So the state we're going to is the state of fear. And this is a place I do not like to be, but my two co-hosts are, I don't know, psychopaths. And they love these kind of movies. So first of all, let's welcome them. Ryan Sandler. Oh, actually, no, you're not Ryan Sandler. You're Diane Sandler today. That's welcome right. to the show. That's right. Oh, man, it's great to be here from from back from the grave. And uh, <laughs> when you said we were doing State of Fear, I thought we were all going to get to watch Fear with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> but instead, we got to... Uh, dunk you into a tank of immersion therapy and conquer your fears. I don't, know if we, I don't know if we conquered any bloody fears. You just immersed me in a well of horror. Um, but of course, we can't continue with also welcoming back to the show, Thrill Hush. Thrill, welcome back. Great to be here. And guys, this is crazy. I got a great deal on this Airbnb. <laughs> I do have to share it with somebody unexpectedly. And there's this crazy, like, these like tunnels and rooms nuts they're weird noises but you know what it's time to do the podcast you got so. a little milk you got a little milk mustache going on <laughs> <laughs> there. uh you listen i've I met a special lady down here you know <laughs> but uh we'll, we'll get to her in a bit yeah, yeah yeah well you should definitely go and investigate that murder tunnel uh with absolutely no qualms whatsoever um yeah today uh what we're trying to do is to find the scariest movie um the scariest movie to to represent america and i have to be honest guys just Pat yourselves on the back because we have inadvertently done a great bloody job with the three movies that we chose because we've ended up with a classic, classic horror movie, a disruptive horror movie, and then a, a movie that, because of the disruption, exists. It, it's like we've, we've honestly done a great job and I cannot wait to talk about yeah. these movies. Um, why don't we start off with um, uh, Will? What is the movie that you brought to the table? An absolute, an absolute classic, an absolute banger, and I hate you for it. What movie was it? <laughs> I mean, so real quick off the bat, we'll get to it in like, you know, our also rans later, but uh, because I came very close to picking a different movie, but based on like the comment section in your TikTok, yeah, I was yeah, like, the people yeah. demand one thing. So mm -hmm. I brought to the table 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the OG, yeah. not one of the 95 semi sequels and reboots that they made. And it's one Will, of the worst managed franchises ever, but it was the original. And Will, as our resident leathered face, I, I <laughs> assume you've got this breadth of knowledge from the the the, the pantheon of leather bound chainsaw misfit movies. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I've got. I, I see if I can find it. I had it earlier. A list of like all the leather face related movies because they're not all called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. That would make too much sense. Um, but so, uh, and I, I would, I have the explanation for what they all are mm-hmm. in terms of the chronology and it is insane. <laughs> it, it's what dude. it's, I mean, the timeline on the, it's, it's even when just Googling to find, like searching to find the original and where to watch the list of them is so long. It's, it's an insane franchise. Yeah. You type in Texas Chainsaw Massacre into like any of the streaming services and good luck finding the right one. Because and all these, all these social these media movies, pulls up. <laughs> yeah. Half these movies are called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. With no yeah, explanation yeah. for what they are. No. There were a few. I mean, I literally had to text you guys and go, this is the right one, right? This is the one? Because there's yeah. like 700. <laughs> and we, we talked about this, I, as, as I always often bring up, the, the one I'd always seen because it was just on HBO all the time when I was a kid was the Matthew McConaughey one. The, I think it's the new generation from like 94 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was my first foray into that universe because the, the original, like you just couldn't really – it was never like on anywhere. It's it's more or less like a really gross porno snuff film, like in tone and vibe. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah, with that seventies vibe, it definitely oh, yeah. definitely gives that. But at the same yeah. time, it is a it is a you can see it. It's the DNA of of horror. Oh, yeah. It's you know, the genesis it, of like the Final Girls and yeah. it, like all of that. It's incredible. It was. It was it's the jaws of like slasher movies. I, I, I'm, yeah, I know. And there's, you know, you've got Halloween, you've got Friday the 13th. I mean, like, and then you, you've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But, but this was first, right? This came out and this was 74. 74. And then Halloween came out, right? So, I mean, this, mm-hmm. you can really see that this was the genesis for an entire genre. And I bet people seeing this in the 70s were fucking horrified. I'm sure they were. <laughs> Well, like, I was pretty horrified in 2020. Yeah. What are we three? This, now? I hated yeah. this. I hated watching this movie. Yeah. I hated myself it, for watching this movie. I, it's not I a had fun to watch. No, I had to do the entire movie while at the same time um, communicating through Instagram stories. And I don't do Instagram stories, but I was like, I have to. I have to let this out somewhere. <laughs> so I just talked to the internet about what the hell yeah. is going on, but. Yeah. That being said, we will get to this movie because, I mean, we're going to get to all these movies. This might be a seven-hour podcast. Um, so I was, you know, I put a video out, much like Will was saying, you know, I, I don't have a lot of horror experience. Um, so I don't, my, my wealth of knowledge, it's very, very shallow. So I kind of put a call out. And Will, thank you for jumping on that grenade of you've got to do yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which opened up the opportunity for me to do something, to put, bring a movie that we've talked about on, on the show before, which is Cabin in the Woods, um, which is a movie that, that disrupted the entire horror franchise. I think, Ryan, you brought it up because you said much in the way that Dewey Cox basically ruined yeah. every musical biopic for you. Mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods is such a great movie because it kind of just explains away the entire theory of, yeah. of horror movies. Um, fantastic movie, very entertaining. But then, Ryan, the movie that you picked, I, like I said, I don't think Barbarian exists. Cabin in the Woods, Cabin in the Woods walked so Barbarian could run. So, yeah, tell us about yeah. your movie. Well, it, it's so funny you say that because when we talked about this, it, it, last week it caught us. It ca- caught us all, I think, off guard with 
doing a special episode, which I'm so glad that we did. And yeah. we'll definitely do this more. Um, but we wanted to like pick, I think landing on these three movies was no easy task. Like there's once you get into, and I, I love horror films. It's like my, one of my favorite genres and there's such a breadth of, you know, films you can pick and pull from. And I, I like the idea of us picking something old, something new, and then cabin in the woods, which kind of sits in the middle and it just pastiches like everything you've seen, but, and it's sure it's funny, but it's still a, grisly take mm-hmm. on a on a horror film you know it's of the of the cabin trilogy it's maybe my favorite you've got cabin in the woods cabin fever uh chris elliott and cabin boy i mean they're all there you <laughs> classic know. trilogy if you, if you can pick up the box set it's great <laughs> unorthodox trilogy but yeah so i tell you what you know uh, let's for once let's go through this chronology cr- chronologically there we go i finally found the word um but the interesting thing as well is that we're doing this special episode this horror themed episode yesterday was friday the 13th today is a solar eclipse so by horror movie logic we're all about to die anyway (laughs) wait you guys didn't wake up this morning and sacrifice to the blood gods (laughs) shit i I did it every other day this week but you know what this is one day I knew I was classic, supposed to do something. I forgot to sacrifice to the blood god. So let's start off with with the iconic Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right. So I, yesterday was the first time I've watched it. It's also going to be the last time I ever fucking <laughs> yeah. watch it. Too. It's like Will said. It's not. A, it's not fun times all around. It's not no, no, all. no. It is a, not particularly fun. The last twenty minutes is nothing but pure screaming. Yeah. I mean, like legitimately, just screaming 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 but let's let's start will why did you pick it when was the first time you saw it what do you think about this movie you know just talk about it i want to hear all about this yeah so uh i picked it because um like i said i a lot of people were bringing it up and i thought about it and i was like you know what it is like the starting point for like where modern horror kind of came from before this horror was kind of you know and not exactly but like relegated to like traditional types of monster movies. You had like stalker films, um, like night of the hunter and all that, uh, way back in the day. But this was like the start of like proper, like low budget, um, grimy, realistic horror movies. Like for real, there was last house on the left, I think was, I should have looked this up before. And it may be a little bit after a little bit before I forget. Like Amityville horror too is around that. Yeah. Yeah. Seventies was like about the time when like horror, as we kind of understand it today started and like, this was like known for a long time as like the king of like slasher horror. It was banned in the UK for decades. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, and what's funny is it's it's not even really if you think about it, it's not even that bloody or gory. You don't no. see almost really. any of it. It's no. just the ideas are so scary and terrifying. I almost feel like the fact that it is so low budget, um, it it makes it creepier. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, the fact that it's yeah. not so polished feels very. Ooh. By the way, the last insane. house on the left was 1972, so you were correct. Okay, okay so just before, before, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's as I'm watching it, it's, it almost feels more more nerve wracking because it kind of almost feels like you're watching someone's Instagram story, you know, or some yeah, like social media. Sure. It's video. so. I was thinking that watching it, it's like it's so perfectly imperfect the way it's filmed, right. and some of the the camera work in it is unbelievable like the way it looks like it it's a fantastic looking film that i again never want to see again (laughs) yeah 
No, it's it's absolutely there's I forgot watching it because the first time I saw it, I was I must have been in high school or no, no, no. I had just started working at the video store. That's what it was. So this is like 2005 is when I finally saw it. And um, I had forgotten that there was actually some like really good camera work and really good like shots oh, yeah. in here. Um, she gets off, just, off of that swing and it's like that that dolly shot like right behind. I mean, there's some just the camera works great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's so, some but great, it's so uneasy. Yeah. Great stuff. And Toby Hooper doesn't really get the credit he deserves sometimes. He, I, famously, you know, in Poltergeist, people are like, Spielberg ghost directed that I've said before on this podcast. I don't yeah. quite believe that. Cause Tony I don't Hope think so either. Is, after, is good. Especially after um, seeing his work in this, I'm like, yeah, I, you I know just what? don't know, you know, I agree because I was definitely one of those people that said sort of, it feels so Spielbergian, but, but you're right. Watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the guy, he does get it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it is, I mean, it is a good movie. It's just, there's so many times <laughs> I'm just talking to the TV going, well, you brought this on yourselves, you fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, I know. We glaze over the plot of this movie, but I think it can be captured as uh, nosy teens interrupt family dinner. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. well, I think Patton Oswald, I think one time did a joke about oh, yeah. the title okay. of this movie where it's like, you say the title and you've kind of seen the movie. Yeah. Like the, the, the title just tells you what the movie is. It's yeah. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's nothing more than that. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So, <laughs> It's, the, it, it's uh, one of the most – they deliver on the title. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty it's the Ron Seal quit drying wood stain of That's movies. right. I was going to say, it does <laughs> yeah. on the tin. But I tell yeah. you what, I mean, halfway through the movie, I mean, like, again, so I'm doing this all live on Instagram. And so, the like, three of them have already died at this point. It happened very quickly. And I was like, well <laughs> – they did break into his house. Yeah. Um, was he standing his ground? I mean, it's, I mean, even legally, uh, he's he's in the clear. <laughs> and it's it's hard watching this now too because of everything that has come after it. It's every death is because the first person goes in, and then the next person goes looking for that person, and then the next person goes looking for that person, and then the next person goes looking for that person. Yeah. And it's just it's and then you get to like something like a cabin fever, which kind of captures that it puts a little spin on it but I, this was this movie was such a game changer and i think like it's so it's such a difficult genre to really innovate on and it wasn't until like say something like the blair witch project which had yep. this huge marketing campaign behind it and then you have something like scream which mm-hmm. really also kind of shifted really the genre and really there was there was like nothing quite like that until you know cabin in the fever cabin fever or excuse me cabin in the woods came to like do that you know that's interesting it's so great to see the genesis you just name dropped all of the horror movies that i've seen so i've I've, I've watched all (laughs) of the the game changes Mm -hmm. you know i've never been like you know we've seen will was posting on our on our text thread yesterday you know you've got the box set of every friday the 13th ever made you know you 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 live in a in basically a a library of movies you know whereas for me it's like i just i just i don't get i mean the thing is i did i enjoyed these movies i did but I don't. I just I'm not one of those people that enjoys the roller coaster of horror movies. It's just like, oh, I'm just I don't. I that's not what I'm looking for. And, and I think it's beca- I, th- I think because too there's a lot of familiarity in that like like I don't need to watch. I mean, you, though you should watch maybe like the first Friday the 13th and the first Nightmare on Elm Street and like the first Hellraiser, yeah. but beyond that mm-hmm. they all they don't do anything new. It's all kind of the same uh, yeah. concept. Yeah. I think that's it. I think the lack of the appeal for me has always yeah. been the kind of like the cut and paste of horror. Which is mm-hmm. why, like you're saying, I watched Blair Witch Project. You know, I watched, um, what was the other one you just mentioned that was also quite, uh, Scream, right? Scream oh, yeah. was, was mm-hmm. brilliant. 
of just like you know that yeah. it's in the same way that, that that cabin in the woods does it is it's like we're stepping outside of horror and looking at horror yeah. from the outside in and and, and now you have like seven and now you have like seven screen movies and it's kind of like how often yeah. like how that's the thing it's so such I, a difficult thing to read i watched like. the first one but i mean who cares yeah. about the rest of them it's like you can't no. you can't capture that again you can't put it back in um so really quickly just in case you're like me and you haven't watched the texas chainsaw massacre but much like will says do you really have to explain the plot? You don't. It's a massacre in Texas with a chainsaw. Um, we're all aware of Leatherface. The fun part for me in the movie is like, that's actually his name. Like, because the brother calls him Leatherface. I go, oh, is this Leatherface Jones? You know, it's uh, like, is this on his birth certificate? Well, no, they, their last name is, uh, oh my Sawyer. God. Is that Sawyer. What is? Is, Sawyer is the last name. I don't think they say it in this movie. They definitely say it in two. Okay. Ooh, yeah. ooh, quickly, let's welcome the fourth host of our podcast, The Dog Next Door. <laughs> yeah, try, trying to mute it as it's like, oh, man. Don't, but don't worry about it. Somebody ate the houses. The hell somebody, <laughs> somebody ate houses down, uh, stepped outside and stepped on a leaf. So this dog uh, obviously has to freak out. So. Uh, you know what? It's it's fine. Like I said, this we're going to name this dog. This is going to become a character. I, I appreciate this dog and, and, and welcome it to the show. Um, so essentially, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is five hippies um, are, are driving across Texas. Um, there's a sister and a brother. There's um, Sally, played by uh, Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Burns, is it? Um, and then uh, Franklin, played by Paul Patain, Patain, um, who is in a wheelchair. So you've got Franklin, who's honestly the most annoying character in the entire movie. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. Sally, and then three other people who are irrelevant to name because they're just dead meat, um, essentially. But it's five people are driving to, uh, we're going to go check out a house, which is owned by Sally and Franklin's dad. Um, in the middle of nowhere's Texas. And trust me, people in Texas have been telling me it was in Round Rock. They've been telling me where it is. You can go and see it. My whole thing was that was a really messed up house considering they haven't yeah. been there for like 10 years. There was a lot of like... Yeah, and, <laughs> and, 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 decade. and, and yet <laughs> two of them are so horny. And she's like, yeah, I grew, this was my bedroom I grew up in. I'm like, this place sucks. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> what? Like, yeah. They had a pretty traumatic childhood. Um, yeah. But it was a nice house. I mean, considering it's like it was made with stone. Um, but essentially, like the crux of it is, they get really close to the house, and it, and it's it's something I mentioned to you guys on the text thread. Is it, it's a classic trope of the creepy gas station. Oh yeah. We had the creepy gas station in Skeleton Key last week. We had the creepy gas station turns up in Cabin in the Woods because it's it's referencing it. But yeah, we turn up at the creepy gas station where they sell some barbecue. They don't really have any gas. I forgot about that place until. An hour and fifteen minutes into it, I'm like, oh shit, here we Just go. Just to point out too, there's there's a sign at the top where it says like fresh butchered bar like are they butchering yeah. barbecue at this gas station? I had the same thought. Awesome. And you Holly, know, as an Englishman in Texas, <laughs> yeah. is this where you do you get all your barbecue at local Dude, gas stations? Not even just Texas, though, because like um, like uh, you, you know, we all used to live in Arizona. You guys are it's like uh, uh, Ryan, you're still there. Yeah. But I I got out into the bit of the boonies in in Arizona, and it was like um. They're selling jerky, but it says fresh slaughtered jerky. Like they yeah. hunt, kill, and make the so this stuff is and, real. And if you've never been to Arizona, it's just a nonstop jerk fest. <laughs> it's just people jerking. Like if you want to get your jerk on, I mean come Arizona's out. where to go. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't even need to like cure the meat. They just put it out in the sun for 15 minutes. Pretty much. Um but yeah, so so that was what's interesting. And like, like I was saying is they brought this on themselves because they go to this house 
Um, they abandon the handicapped brother uh, and just start jumping immediately. Around. And then the two horny ones go trying to find the uh, the swimming hole, which doesn't exist. That's a very Texas thing as well. And then just I you're missing mean, the hitchhiker. You're missing the hitchhiker. They pick up. Oh before all yeah, of this. you know what? Let's back up. You're right. Let's talk about picking up the literal worst hitchhiker yeah. you could pick up in your life. The guy. Same. Played has by a young bag. Adam Driver. Yeah, played by Adam Driver. Um, guy has a bag that looks like it's made out of, I don't know, like a beaver or some or something. Yeah. Um, he's just weird and glitchy and strange, and within three minutes of being in their van, has taken a knife and just, just cut himself. Just starts himself bleeding, then pulls out a straight razor, cuts the guy in the wheelchair. And what really bothered me is that the knife that, that he took, which he gives back, they then oh, use five this minutes was the later. This is the grossest part of the movie. To cut oh barbecue. Oh, They're like, he said, oh, is that some blood on the thing? Yeah. And then five fucking minutes later, the sister takes in, cuts a sausage for him, and he's eating it. And I'm like, what the and hell is going the, on? The longest are... lasting sausage in <laughs> cinema history. I mean, he had My that God. thing in his mouth. Like it was yeah. like Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger chewing on a cigar. On a cigar. Yeah. He's like Hannibal yeah. from the A-team is what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together yeah. and then he eventually spits the sausage out. But yeah, they pick up this, this absolute psychopath um, of, a, of, I mean, even looking at the guy, you were like, that is not someone you pick up. That's someone you run over. Yeah. Well, this was pre-9-11, so that was, <laughs> right. that was commonplace. <laughs> this guy was such a freak. Oh, and my then, God. But he comes back later in the movie, which we will get to. But, yeah, so they turn up at the house, and then the, the horny couple are like, well, I guess we need some gas. And they can hear, they can hear um, a generator going at, at the next place over and the thing is and i said this on my instagram story is like look i live in texas on yeah. a parcel of land right That's 30 miles away it, it's like if you if someone is in texas with a bunch of land and a house in the middle the reason we're doing it is because we want to be left the fuck alone don't go walking up to one the house and knock on the door but two don't go in to the house. And this is what I'm saying is I'm on team Leatherface for the first three murders. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's insane. I live in a, in a neighborhood and I would not just go into somebody's house. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the most insane. Like these kids are like the stupidest kids on the planet. They're just, even for yeah. horror movie standards, they're pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, None of them wearing seatbelts in the van. <laughs> yeah. And not to mention the brother, Franklin, I, right at the very beginning, they call him an invalid. Yeah. The the scroll goes by the like, invalid brother. Oh, yeah. Guys, this and movie like, has an opening scroll. Yeah, that yeah. essentially spoils the movie. <laughs> yeah, it tells you everything that's gonna that this is a super true story that definitely happened. Mm-hmm. Not anything we made up for the movie at all, buddy, dude. In Texas, everyone's like, no, 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 no. It's based off. It's kind of based off a true story. I mean, literally, in Texas, <laughs> in Texas, that is they say, no, no, no. That dude, this is real. This this shit happened. I'm like, like this movie is so important to Texas that we almost. One of us almost picked it for our Texas episode. <laughs> yeah. No shit. And I want to bring right. this up because because I, at that point, was like, I called Texas out. I'm going to have to call them out when I do the video on Monday. But it's so many people suggested that this would be the movie to best represent <laughs> Texas to the world. Is <laughs> yeah. yes, very, very alarming. The people are like, yeah, that's the movie. Show that one. Then the people will understand Texas when they see that movie. Maybe like, because they want people to leave them the fuck alone. I think. <laughs> Bang, boom, nail yeah. on the head there, buddy. Because, yeah, everyone's yeah. like, stay away from Texas. What yeah. happened? You want to come to Texas? Watch this movie first. 
<laughs> Get the fuck out of here. God. But and I, everybody who visits Texas is like, I accidentally watched the next generation Texas Chainsaw instead. <laughs> that, that, be like me. I watched Dazed and Confused and figured that's what I want. Um, so, yeah, the first, the first death, like, you know, I, I'm, again, like, so I'm recording videos as it's happening, and it just happens. And it's quite and fucked up. This, this kind of sets the tone, and I had to, because I hadn't seen this movie in forever, but the sound design in this movie is yes. unlike anything you would come to expect. So, like, when Leatherface comes out and bonks that dude on the head with a mallet, you don't hear anything. That mm-hmm. dude just drops to the floor. But and yeah. what do you like, hear? You hear his boots. Yeah. Because he's, yeah. he's basically having, like, you know, he's... he's oh, God. He's yeah. not dead yet. And it's that thing that they referenced when they went past the slaughterhouse as well. Is it's all about, oh, in the back in the day, we used to yeah. hit him in the head with a, with, a, with a mallet, you know, with a sledgehammer. But it's, that was the bit that, honestly, the most uncomfortable bit of the movie was he's been hit, he falls to the floor, and he's just having all these, like, you know, muscle spasms, awesome, and his yeah. feet are kicking until he gets the second hit. And, like, I mean, I was watching the video, like, re-watching my story before it vanished, but it was just me just going, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a... Uh... This like I say, this movie just makes you feel uncomfortable and gross. It's it's yeah. a feeling that's really difficult for a movie to capture in a per- mm-hmm. like to sit there and just crawl inside your own skin. It's it's hard to do that, and this this movie started it all, I guess. You know, and I like that you say that again. To go back to what you guys were saying, because the next death is like when the girl turns up, and Ooh. and suddenly the camera turns and you see this the 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 meat hook. That's you the worst one's coming. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. But at the same time, is in, instead of it being like a 2000s movie where like, this is lazy, that, that even though I've not really got into the horror yeah. genre, I saw that and I knew that like, I imagined being in the 70s and watching check that it's, moment. It's Chekhov's Meat Hook. Yeah, Chekhov's <laughs> Meat Hook. There you go. Because like, it's just, and it's just so, mm, so casual. Deliberate. So, Oh, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The the fact that she doesn't die right away and that she yeah. just they leave her is just the yeah. absolute worst. And then she I, has to watch that. Leatherface start carving through. the guy up, oh, and it's God. like, and Will, you know, I didn't even realize it really until you said it earlier. But it's not that gory, no. Right? You know, I mean, let's go back to what was the the Iowa movie with um the crazies. Oh, the crazies, yeah. Right, which was, but there was that scene where she's hiding in the, the thing and it's filled with bodies and, oh, and yeah. viscera and stuff like that. Whereas in this case, it's mostly just bones, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that kind of creep you out. Just bones and femurs. And and it's funny chickens. because you can tell that that was like, so before she gets put on the hook, she she stumbles into this room that's just covered of in bones. chicken feathers and bones. And <laughs> yeah. it, she like pans up and it's just a skeleton, but you know, it's like a skeleton they got from like a, a high school biology class. <laughs> right. It's, it's not like a huge, it's implied to be a human skeleton, but it's just, the bones are so pristine and white. Like, yeah, yeah it, it looks like they got it from like Michael's or something. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> that kind of skeleton. Yeah. It was the creepy daybed. The daybed covered in bones was kind of like, <laughs> Um, which, which definitely got me like, what the hell? Um, and it's just like this, a whole movie, a whole movie had me talking to the, to the screen, which I think is reflective of, I think, which is why that's what horror became for decades of what are you doing? Why are you going there? That's a stupid idea. You know, I'm just like, I can't help. But And it's still going, people still do it. People are still going to see these movies. Well, the thing is, I think that's that's part of it. Is it that 
Is that what alleviates our guilt for the, the eventual delicious murder is, well, you did it to yourself. <laughs> you know, it's like, I would have gone in the opposite direction. You went in, you chose to do that. You had every opportunity to not be an idiot and you died. Well, that's your fucking problem. <laughs> you know, is that it? Is that the definition of horrors? And we have this sort of sense of superiority. Well, I mean, think about it. You were you were you were just talking about on your social media the other day about uh, someone standing in an empty parking space to save the parking. Right. Like you can let's wrap a whole movie around that. <laughs> Those people need to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the ninety five percent consensus on that video was anyone standing in a in a parking space is wrong. And the like, other five percent was that person standing in the Five percent, yeah. There are five percent people <laughs> yeah. go, I do that. And I'm like, well, well, you're gonna get run over. Uh, <laughs> well, what do you reckon about this? The whole like, you know, again, I'm not a horror guy. So is that is that why I feel okay with them dying is because they make poor choices. Is that is that the whole genre? I think I think that's part of it is like it's supposed to be like the people the audience doesn't like, you know, or is doesn't like typically are the ones making these dumb decisions. So there's a bit of catharsis in that. Um, but there's also just the idea of, well, if they made smart decisions, they wouldn't be in a horror movie. Right, they would right. be in a different movie, you know. But again, not um, to jump ahead, but that's why Cabin in the Cabin in the Woods is so good at subverting that and taking that. Yeah, explaining why are these people so dumb? Like, mm -hmm. why are they going into, like, the haunted or evil tunnel? Like, why are, why are they doing these things that are so stupid? But, uh, yeah, I think part of it, especially when a movie is this low budget, is like, well, we need the story to happen. So they go into the creepy house because otherwise we're not making a horror movie. We're making a road trip documentary. See, right. what was we interesting now I think about it is that, you know, the way that um, Cabin in the Woods especially plays with the idea of uh, the final girl, the virgin, the whore, the the jock, the, the, the everything, right? Sorry. Is that when you watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, honestly um, – the only difference, they're all basically the same character. They're just a bunch of friends. You know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. not, there's, there's no real, like, like I said, I've got, I wrote, you know, I do my notes and things so I can keep track of what we're talking about, but you've got Sally Franklin and then I go, the other three who die. Yeah. Who, it wasn't right? until just, like a Friday the 13th where they all had kind of, uh, a, like a right. character, like build. So you're this, yeah. you're this, yeah. you're this. Whereas you yeah, go, yeah, go from this to Halloween. And you're all horny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in Halloween, you get a little bit more defined yeah. characters. Then you get the Friday the 13th where they don't have personalities, but they do have, like, titles, like Popular Girl and stuff like that. Like, mm. everyone's kind of also, yeah. like, kind of flat. But then you get to eventually Nightmare on Elm Street where it really, really defines this guy's the bad boy. This guy's the boyfriend. You know, she's this. Yeah. So you, you start to see, like, this is where it begins. There's no real differentiating any of the characters. One is Wheelchair. Yeah. And, you know, one is girl. Yeah. And, uh, and to eventually you get to scream where they're like, the, this is the formula. And you see like where it's been yeah. building for like 20 and years. You, when you, the second you see him in the wheelchair, you're like, this is not going to be good. <laughs> this right. Yeah. And it's got that great. weird opening scene of him needing to pee. And then the truck goes by and kind of like pushes and him he down. And just hands him an empty coffee can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't quite understand like how – Maybe I missed it because I, I was watching this on Freebie with commercials. So uh -huh. right as that was happening, a commercial break happened and then it cut back. And I was like, I, wait, how did he? Oh, well, whatever. I'm not rewinding it. I'm trying to get through this movie. <laughs> yeah. it, but it, this, this movie looks like a snuff film. And yeah. for the better part of it, it is. And it just yes. 
it it's that feeling of uneasiness and like these insert shots of like when they go to the house, there's an insert shot of just like this daddy long legs nest and it's just this yeah yeah gross, oh, spiders yeah, yeah making that weird sound. sound. It's so gross. Like yeah. And, yeah. Well, Toby just, Hooper, he he comes from documentaries. Like that's like his background, uh, his documentary filmmaking. Nice. And uh, you really, really see it on display here. Yeah. This, so you're saying this movie is a documentary about Texas. It's, it's basically a documentary. I mean, the behind the scenes of this movie is everybody hated Toby Hooper by the end of it because it's like they're using real chicken bones. They're real. You're using like, you know, real animal carcasses. Real chainsaws. It smelled horribly. It, it did look like a real chainsaw. And it's like, you know, it was kind of creepy. I think the... Also, it's like it's very Texas because you know you guys were joking like oh this is what Texas is like and I go well the heat shimmer is real you know <laughs> you could tell it was hot you can tell it was definitely Texas it looks like Texas the only thing that could have made it more Texas is that the uh, the the, the Leatherface house is if they were just making some sun tea you know outside on the patio <laughs> <laughs> I li- I did like that you know they don't there's no there's no why. You know, what I like about it right. is they don't explain it, but you get little hints of like when they're, when the first guy, um, the first dead guy, doesn't matter, goes investigating and he sort of peeks under and they have that kind of camouflage thing and you see all these vehicles like, and it's like Volkswagens, like the VW Beetles and stuff. And you realize that, oh, they've done this a lot. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they find hippies. You know, it's the 70s. They find these flower children. They find these people who are just like, I guess it's okay to walk into somebody's house or whatever who are looking for gas. And they just, they, they, they kill them. And then, like I said, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. Again, I'm not a horror guy, you know, but it's the whole, uh, that moment as I'm making the videos of realizing that, oh, she's going to be okay. Cause later on, she gets back to the gas station and the guy's like, oh, we don't have a phone. So I'm like, oh, this guy's going to die. And then the penny drops as she's looking into the, you know, where they're smoking the meat. And I'm like, oh, no. Because that was what I really liked about this movie, is it surprised me that how quickly the first three, four people die. So the first three guys, they just die. Yeah, almost immediately, like one after another. Then suddenly, and it's like with no, like, fanfare or anything, they just all do the same mistake. They just walk in and he goes, bonk, you're dead. Um so then the, suddenly it's dark and you've got the brother, sister, Franklin and Sally decide to go looking for them in the dark. Terrible idea. Um, and then like in the dark across the, across the countryside with a wheelchair in the seventies, terrible idea. Um, but it's like, <laughs> it's just, where was I even going with this point in this movie? Oh, yeah. Is that, is that, yeah, is that I thought the, um, the movie was about to end. Because then Franklin dies, Sally's running, Leatherface is chasing it, and I go, oh, well, crap, I guess, is the movie going to end already? This has been moving really quickly, but it's that extra, really, really fucked up 20 minutes at the end, where you almost feel like she's safe, suddenly she's in way more danger, suddenly it's not just Leatherface, it's a whole family, it's the dad... It's the hitchhiker turns up, the other son, leather faces, and it's grandpa who's not dead. The weird finger. Grandpa who looks like, if you're old enough to remember, the old man dancing for the Six Flags commercials. Yes. 
Yeah. I, it's the only way I can describe it. It's the funniest, most ridiculous prosthetic full head mask. Yeah. That sounds like a very American reference that I do not get, but I'm sure oh, many people we'll are getting it. To, we'll send it to you after. And <laughs> Yeah. Everybody yeah. go look up the old Six Flags commercials. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, you, I'm you'll see. be like, oh. I'm going to try and Google this. Old man. Set to the Venga Boys. Six Flags. Correctly. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, it's auto-completed oh, yeah, with yeah. Old Man yeah. Six Flags commercials. Yeah. We like to It's somehow more Venga horrifying Boys. than all of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Wow. Yeah, that guy okay. moving at, like, full speed is is terrifying. Okay, so to back up, um, Ryan, excellent <laughs> yeah. reference. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, See, seeing that guy move in those super, like, Ugh. you know, fast dance He's wearing, moves, it's is, the same character. He's wearing the suit. He's got the, it's just, shit. it's uh, If you are like me and unaware of this commercial, pause this podcast or this YouTube video right now and do what I did and Google Old Man 6. And it's going to go Flags commercial, Venga Boys. Yeah. But yeah, that is exactly what... The grandpa looks like, wow. Good. Technically yeah. a sequel to this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could be the same actor. We don't but know. But that's all I can think of. Like, so you get to the part where she's back at the gas station after being chased by Leatherface. And she runs. It's funny to me. She's The scene is, I know it's supposed to be so terrifying, but there's part of, part of me that's just where she's running through like pretty thin twigs and Leatherface just gets stopped, even though he's holding this giant chainsaw. So she makes it to the gas station, which had to have been like, Several yeah. miles. Like, was I was closer closer by that yeah. than I thought. Yeah, everything, that. much like Swamp Thing, everything's just kind of right there. Yeah, because it's it's a movie, guys. Guys, it's a movie. She she it's ran a, a marathon. This is Texas, yeah. man. That yeah. gas station is twelve miles away. <laughs> and she, you know, she runs. She's running through the the bush, and it's dark, but you can still see like the moonlight, and it's still still shot so well for being pitch black. It's great. Yes, and then and it uses it very well, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. Then she she gets the gas station. She realizes the the the. Got the old man there isn't what he appears to be, and she picks up the knife, and the the guy gingerly like taps it out of her hand with a yeah, broom. With a broom, the broom fight, he and just then goes, she just sweeps her. He just c- continues. He sweeps her. I was like, dude, just, what the? I'm like, huh. Okay, yeah, because. Because Cabin in the Woods does that so well when they had that little electric shock that makes her drop the knife kind of thing. Yeah. Then yeah. I'm like, it's it's that ridiculous. I'm yeah. like, yeah, he dis- he disarms her. I'm so She's glad good. we did these two movies together because I think I'm, it's the perfect mm-hmm. compliment. Like I know? said, guys, yeah. we we yeah. we did a blinder for this episode. Mm-hmm. The three movies we picked, yeah. blinding, brilliant choices. But yeah, like that one where I was cracking up. But also the casting of that family, the hitchhiker, the dad. And again, you've got Leatherface and Grandpa, but at yeah. the same time, it's like you don't really see their faces. But that that hitchhiker, I think, underrated actor. And you have like, to think um, too, like you said, when they discover all the cars, like how many people have picked this guy up? This guy sucks. Right. <laughs> like he's not charming. It'd be different if he was, you know, charming to coax these young teens back to this house because that what sets this whole thing off is he's like, hey, you know, I just drop me off at my house, drop me off. Like that's the that's his whole mo. And when they're like, eh, no, why don't you get the fuck out right now, you crazy son of a bitch? That's when he flips out and starts screaming and rubs his own blood on there and marks their van. But, like, he's done this a number of yeah. times. Well, you say that, but the plan doesn't go off, but it still goes off because they throw yeah. him out of the van because he's obviously a psycho, but they still stop at the gas station. It's Which is 10 just, feet away from the house. It's all just right. dink. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, they do say they're like, oh, we should really should have stopped at that at any other gas station. Yeah, at, at any point instead. I'm, I, but yeah, let's, let's get into the, that last 20 minutes. Because, so, so again, if you haven't seen the movie, it's classic horror. They're all getting picked off. But the twist is she gets back to the gas station. Turns out that that's the dad of the family. 
and you have this creepy dinner. It's like she's tied up at dinner. You've got Leatherface, who's the older brother by the looks of it. You've got Hitchhiker. You've got the finger suck. Let's get into the finger suck. I had one thing when, when the dad get when they get dad gets back home, he is furious, furious that Leatherface has cut through their front door. Yeah. Could you imagine what he, what he could you imagine what he would do if Leatherface touched the thermostat? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that went in my mind. I'm like, oh, you don't know. You don't touch the thermostat. Mm-hmm. That, it's so bizarre. I mean, like, so it's it's one of the most, I mean, the last 20 minutes, I'm not joking, is just Sally screaming. She's yeah. running away. I was like, honestly, she could probably one, run quicker if she's not screaming, you know, conserve that oxygen. But no, scream, scream, screamity, scream, scream. That must have been her casting was just her screaming. But then we end up with this freaking crazy family dinner. And then it's kind of like, let's get grandpa to do what he does best and kill her with one hammer blow. And she's kind of like bent over. But it's Ugh. that bit where one, I, always, I thought grandpa uh. was dead, but they, they cut her finger and then oh, they yeah. just force it into grandpa's mouth. And it's very reminiscent of, which we will get to, the breastfeeding scene from Barbarian of just grandpa sucking on this girl's finger as she's terrified and it's it's in this documentary style. It feels so visceral, and you've got the rest of the family just kind of like, Cat, like cackling, yeah. Uh. And I'm just watching it through my fingers, going, "What is happening?" Yeah. <laughs> what is- A real finger cut, by the way. That's uh, that was not fake. They, what? Yeah, they actually cut uh, the actor. I don't think it was the lead actor, the actor in that scene. I think it was somebody else, but that was a real finger cut uh, oh in that scene. This movie cost like That's $12. how low budget $12. this was. They, yeah, was, yeah, this movie cost $12. <laughs> yeah, it's estimated to be between eighty dollars to $100,000, yeah. but it went on to make $30 million, which is... Yeah, the most, 70s is crazy. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, the most profitable yeah. independent film for years. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, like, just even looking at it, equivalent to roughly $150 million as about, like, now, um, selling over 16.5 million tickets in 74 yeah. i mean just to give an understanding of how like just defining this movie was that it you know and creation of a genre but can you imagine being in the 70s and watching this movie that's you what know, i was going, saying before and you think that how do you even market a movie like this is like you don't you just call you know it the I mean? texas chainsaw massacre like <laughs> yeah, <Bill> exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's just a, a imagine opening up the newspaper and seeing like just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're like, well, I got to see this. Yeah, it's kind I of mean, like Star Wars. It does exactly what it says in the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically the marketing for this movie was that everybody tried to ban it. Everybody was like, yeah. we don't want this show. It was, was this like the first rated, like rated X kind of? It was very, like very that? nearly rated X. And they cut it down a little bit to get that R rating. Um, but that was, that's why everyone went to go see it. Right. It was like, oh, I'm not supposed yeah. to see this. Yeah, And it. it was brilliant. Yeah. You know, That's people have been to, reaching out to, to me is that what's interesting is the farmhouse used in in the, the movie, they moved it and it's now a restaurant. I'm going to have to go for that Englishman in Texas. I could oh, literally yeah. drive and go and eat in this bloody house, the literal house. They moved it, put it there, and now it's a restaurant. So we've got to go. And I mean, eat. I'm sorry. If they're selling sausage, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to question <laughs> where that's coming from. Yeah. Don't order the fucking barbecue. <laughs> oh it's the one place I'll just order straight from the vegan menu. Should we go in there? Yeah. But if you go in there and they've got like a Guy Fieri thing on the wall, I'd be a little sketchy. Well, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> if sorry, he approves Guy Fieri. Yeah. Yeah. Guy Fieri. But yeah, no, you're, you're exactly you're right. It was originally 
rated X. Uh, they cut a few minutes to get it R. But the thing is, you know, it's like um, in Canada, local police were trying to withdraw it because morality charges. There's no better market. It's, it's I think, the definition of there's no such thing as bad press. Yeah. As soon as Until you see like, uh, don't see it. You want to see it. It's the exact premise of, like, you know, the South Park movie with the Terrence and Philip. You know, the more you try to protest something, the more people are like, well, I guess I have to see this because if they're telling right. me not to see it, it must I, be. It must I remember be awesome. seeing on like a list, I think I remember hearing about Cannibal Holocaust, right? Yes, Cannibal Holocaust. I was just thinking remember, about it yesterday. I remember going to purchase it and it was the only, I bought it at like Virgin Megastore at Arizona Mills 100 years ago. And I remember oh, going yeah. to purchase it and like, I couldn't think of a more, I think I bought that and Ricky O back to back. Oh, Ricky and O. Too Ricky O doesn't take place in the U.S. Uh, we, I mean, we can, we can. We'll figure out a special episode to get that going. <laughs> it's in a prison. Yes. It's close enough. Uh, <laughs> we'll put it with Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah. But like going to purchase that movie was like locked behind a, a case and a manager had to go get it. And now I'm on some government watch list. Yeah. Cannibal yeah. Holocaust like, had that great reputation of it being, oh, it was real. Yeah. Because like, most of yeah. it was. In the same way that they did with, with Blair Witch, you know, the great marketing of it, this is just found footage. And they just yeah. go, it's almost like you don't do the marketing. You just start a whisper and the whispers go crazy. It's I, so weird you say that because, I, yeah, I was thinking Cannibal Holocaust yesterday because yeah. it's like, it's that movie we've all heard about that is so messed up. But it's because people said, oh, no, no, they didn't they didn't fake it. They just actually killed people. You're like, I, I still own I still own that movie on DVD and it is horrible i've like never just, seen I mean, it oh, it's, yeah. never will <laughs> no it's the things they Yo, do in not, that movie. That's not, not to watch we're not no. here to talk about that movie but it's the, thank god because <laughs> oh boy yeah so you're the I one that owned it you sicko <laughs> <laughs> you paid money for and that uh, will's got this beautiful collection of blu-rays and dvds and like that's the only dvd i own <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're basically the movie eight millimeter yeah no <laughs> <laughs> Which which I saw in theaters. Oh, what's Boy. wrong? Ooh. That movie is hilarious. Knee <laughs> <laughs> slapper. Phoenix, baby, with a pierced eyebrow. Um, oh, so, yeah, no, uh, let's just, Will, tell me your, your whole perspective on that last 20 minutes. I think it's a fantastic bit of filmmaking. Um, oh. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's so it's so visceral, and that's that's one of the parts of the movie. Like, I, you know, Ryan and I, we were talking about this beforehand. I, I don't really get scared in movies. Yeah. Um, but I do get uneasy and I do like want things to end. And that's cool. Being scared, almost, Will. <laughs> <laughs> no, but because it doesn't like, it doesn't like, yeah. like, like I go on with my day. It doesn't like affect me in that yeah, way. But doesn't sleep over. It's just a movie. Yeah. But uh, it, it comes close, almost as close as like the end, <laughs> the end of a uh, like bone tomahawk of like, no, no, nope, yeah. nope, nope, I don't. Now I don't we're talking. Watch this. I haven't seen bone that. I've just heard. I've heard. That movie, I, I, I get to the scene. Um, and people who've seen the movie know the scene I'm talking about. I got to that and I turned the movie off and I still have yeah. never finished That's, it. That scene, I refused, is, that scene I refused is very, to watch it. That scene is very divisive. <laughs> what? I don't even How know what you? the scene is. I just know a Doesn't scene matter. exists. I love, you know, Kurt Russell. I love West. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's, it's, it's a good, it's great. It's like a woman's abducted and these guys, they, these guys, Put together a team, baby. It's your favorite and they, thing. Yeah, fucking love it. And then they just go, they go and try and find her and she's kidnapped by cannibals. And it's, uh, and it's yeah. Kurt Russell with the most amazing mustache. It's I'm literally trying, great. as you His can see, I'm yeah. trying to, to yeah. get that mustache. Like, it's, it's looking great. Looking yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. They, they but, Texas but is yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, that, like, it's that level, that dinner scene is like that level, level visceral where I'm like, 
I just want this yeah. to end. It's, There's yeah. nothing pleasant about this. It's not this. scary. It's just uncomfortable. And it keeps like, going. It's like, yeah. that's the yeah. thing. It's like they, they do the 90-minute movie in, in, in sort of 70 minutes and then just yeah. slap on this extra 20. That, yeah, and that whole thing. And it's so clumsy. Like they have her bent over the, the basin. Yeah. And they keep trying to put the hammer in Grandpa's hands. And he's obviously very Dropping fucking it. old. And then they, yeah. But then you get one hit off. Yeah, she gets oh a couple God. of hits, right? And then... I do like though, Sally. I'm going to give her credit. Is she gets my award, the Jean Claude Van Damme Jackie Chan Award for excellent jumping through window technique. She does it twice. Yeah, yeah, twice. And I'm like, that's you know what? That's why I'm like, I got respect for Sally as a character in horror movies because she's like, fuck this, I'm out, and she jumps through windows even on the second floor. And I'm like, girl, you deserve it. Yes, girl, go. Yeah. And then yeah, by that not, second window, she's like, well, at least it's not on the second floor. Yeah. But, yeah. That, but then you get that extra little five minutes at the end. You know, and, and that's, I, I think this movie's, like, you know, we've talked about before, you know, we live in a world where, honestly, in a couple of weeks, we're doing Oklahoma because the three and a half hour version of, you know, Scorsese's movie is coming out. But it's like, let's just also appreciate the efficiency of a well made movie. Yeah. That it gives us 70 minutes of this like 15, 20 minutes of that. And then you get that last five minutes of she jumps out the window. You realize it's day. She runs out. You get the truck guy turn up, but that's not, they didn't draw it out. I mean, whatever happened to that trucker? I mean, he's probably a dead man. Oh, he's fucked. You know, but then, and then we get the random faceless guy in a pickup truck that picks up Sally. But it's that, that last five minutes where she's running Crazy hitchhikers just fucking with her until he gets run over. Leatherface. Hilarious, hilarious does, thing, by the way. You know, with his chainsaw. But, yeah. like, I mean, he just, you know. And no, then to credits. Yeah. That's it. It's and just then, smash boom, cut to credits. Boom, movie's over. Written and directed yeah. by. It, like, and it, yeah. they all do that, actually. All three of these movies have great and the credits roll. Moment. And I still think, like I said this in a previous episode, every movie should end on a freeze frame with the character to say what they're up to now. Every movie. <laughs> I agree. Well, Jake, I mean, it was it's not hard. Leatherface. Yeah, Leatherface. Yeah, yeah with Leatherface, you can't. Uh, you, you would never be able to do that because he probably, he probably has a podcast now <laughs> <laughs> about about home invasions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I will. Um, say, already got the restaurant. <laughs> I will say, like you know, again, I, I do say it on this podcast a lot, and that's that's why I enjoy doing this. I mean, even if honestly, no one listened to it or watched it, I don't care. Um, I love talking movies with you guys, and I love the fact that I'm forced to, in times, watch movies <laughs> that I've never thought of or, or never wanted to watch. And they—they're all important. I—I I, I love, mm-hmm. I love movies, and this movie was—it's definitely a great little thing to tick off on, on my box, and it's something that I can talk about. And it's just the ripple effect of what that movie had in the world in movies in the universe in genre in everything is you, you can't deny it. it 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 really is special but also toby hooper you're a freak <laughs> ollie, you, ollie you and i both shared a moment because we watched this on on peacock and immediately after uh, yeah. texas chainsaw massacre ends it, it rolls right into terrifier one <laughs> and for a moment i was like hmm, i'm gonna do it but <laughs> Not only he he unplugged his Ethernet, ripped his TV off the wall, (laughs) and took a bath. (laughs) Okay. 
I, honestly, no joke. I mean, like, you're look, so Ryan fucking lucky been, I didn't pick that movie. You're Ryan has so been trying to make us watch Does FYI at home on the t- on the text thread. Ryan has been like, we've got another text thread with our other friends from right this minute and from Arizona. Ryan is trying to make us watch Terrify and Terrify 2. And we're all just like, no, you weirdo. <laughs> we're not doing it. <laughs> fucking pussies. Yes. Fucking pussies. The thing is, I, that's what I said in yeah. my video. I am 75% pussy. That is why I do not watch these. I, for sure, like we were joking, I thought you were going to pick like Hocus Pocus or Halloween Town or some other <laughs> some other scary movie on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, uh, Batteries not the, the Nightmare on Elms? The, 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 the Nightmare Before Christmas? <laughs> Just kidding, I love that movie. I love that movie. Okay, well, honestly... You know, we could probably talk about this movie for the entire podcast, but let's let's. Oh, back- but, well, real quick, sorry, okay, real sorry, quick, because uh, I I, I want to talk about the sequels to this movie. Yes, please. Um, because this is like the most, like, uh, like Halloween. The Halloween franchise is pretty messed up for all the reboots and the sequels to that. So, in the chronology of the sequels to this movie, you've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, which is kind of a comedy. It's not even really like like a Evil Dead film. Two comedy like that kind right of, like that okay. kind of same director. It's Toby I was about to say Hooper Toby again. Hooper did that yeah. one right, um, but they made it with Canon Films, which uh, the uh. best. Um, then you got Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three. Oh, the second one came out uh, I think fourteen years, twelve years after the second oh one, the first one. Wow, so a huge time difference. And then nineteen ninety, you've got Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three, which ignores two and is a sequel to the first one. Then you've got the next generation Texas Chainsaw Massacre ninety five, which ignores two, yeah. and two and three, and is a sequel to the first one. Then you've which got I like that movie's Texas- got a, that, that movie's got a special place in my heart. Like I, I, I don't know what it is. I like that. Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. As, like, as we've talked like, about as well, all of Ryan's movie introductions <laughs> came with the sequels. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> never the first one. And then in two thousand three, you've got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Michael Bay produced one, Ooh, which, Jessica, uh, which I'm not, Beale, I've not right? seen. Is that Jessica Biel in that one? Jessica Biel's in that one. Uh, uh, Arlie Emery is in that one as well as the sheriff. Hell yeah. Um, Then you've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, the prequel to the reboot. Then you've got Texas Chainsaw, which is, I think, another reboot. Then you've got Leatherface, which is a prequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) And then you've got got Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out for Netflix, which is a sequel to the original. Which wasn't... uh terrible but the setting it in like a, having it in a modern maybe, setting where maybe you saw a different movie than i did that was <laughs> yeah, one of the worst I mean, movies i've ever seen in my yeah, life yeah. and of embarrassment for everybody yeah no in retrospect yeah it was pretty <laughs> <I do laughs> like but it was on netflix so i'm gonna watch it <laughs> it is very Fucking much Al- a netflix the, movie in the that algorithm is, spoke to me and that it is very expensive oh. and very bad it's the oh. perfect Netflix film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> that's like, movie they I, make. I, the only thing I guess I liked is because it's only it's the what what if you had a, a current Leatherface, but everyone still has cell phones, and but they're set in this small town that they're trying to regentrify, and of yeah. course their cell phones stop working, and it's just, well, it would be because honestly, mate, I tell you right now, I can tell you exactly where the dead zones in where I live are. <laughs> One of them is my house. The only way I can have phone calls is I had to turn on, like, I have to do phone calls through Wi-Fi. If my Wi-Fi goes down, there's no phone reception where I live. Oh, man. You want to get leather-faced? That's how you get leather-faced. That's how you get bloody (laughs) leather-faced. I shouldn't have said that on a public podcast, should I? Um, (laughs) So let's let's bounce forward. Other other notable names for that character was uh, Velvet-Face, Velour-Face, 
and suede face, but they landed on leather face because PETA uh, was coming after them. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get leather into this somehow. Because you know, big leather was a huge part of this movie. True, so, true story. In fact, true story. <laughs> everyone so, just turned. Everyone just turned off this box. <laughs> let's let's quickly bounce forward <laughs> to uh, what well, all the pizza supporters did anyway. Um, Twenty eleven, the cabin in the woods, um, written and directed by Drew Goddard, uh, along with Joss Whedon. He also co-wrote, but. Drew Goddard wrote Cloverfield, World War Z, The Martian, one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. Uh, he wrote and directed Bad Times um, at the El uh, at the El Royale, which is actually a great movie. movie that I don't think gets enough credit. Uh-huh. I mean, I see what I mean because people are kind of like it's a Tarantino ripoff, but I'm like, no, that is a that is a proper That's good cool. movie that people should okay. talk about more. And we actually because it happens in two states, we need to figure that out. Maybe we can. It's right on the border, right? Of, uh, yeah. yeah, Nevada and California. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Cabin in the Woods uh, with uh, we got Bradley Whitford, Richard Jenkins, oh, just like the MVPs, just the, the, the best. best I on the, uh, like I said, one of the best cold open title card reveals ever. Just, and it's to a point where you because I think remember hearing about people thinking they were in the wrong movie. Like yeah. what? What am I watching? And then yeah. smashed. It's great. brilliant. Uh, but also Chris Hemsworth, uh, Kristen Connolly. Ooh. Anna Hutchinson, Jesse, Jesse Williams, Fran uh, Quans, uh, the yeah. he's my favorite character, the best. Yeah, uh, as the standard. Um, this this movie, honestly, you could write a book about it. Like, um, it's brilliant. So this is the one I chose because it is the the most horror, least horror, most meta movie that exists. Yeah. And I remember I avoided it for years. Um, because I just don't like horror movies. And so, you know, flashback 10 years, my missus and I have just moved back to America. We're at the time staying with my father-in-law across town. And uh, we were in the back room and we just, I said, Zen, I've been hearing about this movie. Let's let's put Cabin in the Woods on. And um, we were having such a good time and making so much noise that my father-in-law came to the back of the house going, what are you guys doing? What are you watching? What is going on? And we're like, this movie is just bonkers fun. Like it is, <clears throat> it is so so smart. Um, to very quickly, if you haven't seen the movie, it explains all horror movies by saying that essentially there are these massive gods that have existed before humanity, and what they want is human sacrifice through the medium of what horror movies are. And it's not just in America. There are Japanese horror movies happening. There are German. It's a it's a global. It's 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 the the deep state. The deep <laughs> state is essentially um, manufacturing human sacrifices for the audience. The audience being the gods, and it's, yeah. so the gods are the standing for us. And all of the cliches are important. You've got to deliver it. Otherwise, they're not happy. And I'm like, guys, I don't know. Drew Goddard in some mushroom trip while just like, just goes, guys, I've got this idea because it's fucking brilliant. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And pulls it off expertly. Oh, it's yeah. just a home run of a movie. Yeah. It's, and it's, I usually, I, I kind of sour on things that are like, too meta for their own good, but this just nails it. Just nails it. It, it works. Had Whedon been writing it like totally on his own, I think it would have been much more meta. 
But Drew Goddard is is just a really, really good writer in his own right. I mean, Bad Times of the El Royale was my favorite movie that year it came out. I think it really showcases what a smart writer uh, and director he is. Um, I don't want to bash Whedon too much because I, I do think the dude is actually like, say what you will about him personally, and I have online. Yeah, we and can we'll bash him personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I definitely do that. But I, the one thing I won't take away from him is – he's actually really, really good at writing and telling a story. And, uh, I think they crafted a, a, like a perfect meta commentary on horror movies. It actually, I I mentioned a few times in the text thread that I wanted to do funny games, but it's Austrian, so I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and this, it's very, very similar themes on a much, much, much lower budget of indicting the audience for like, this is what you want. You know, you want these people to suffer. And uh, this is like the mega blockbuster end of that. And it's just a pastiche on like manu- like you were saying before, Ollie. It's like manufactured suffering. Like why do you mm-hmm. go to these movies is to watch bad things happen to bad – like to, not to bad people but to you know these characters. And it's mm-hmm. like people every movie's bad choices. Yeah, every movie mm-hmm. has tried to like – the reason people go to these is like why, why are you going to go see Saw fucking 10 is because you want to see how crazy and elaborate these deaths get. Why are you going to go mm-hmm. see Final Destination, whichever one they're on? It's the same thing. Like, yeah. I, yeah. 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 For me, I'm like, I'd I, rather just watch a compilation of it happen on YouTube. And yeah. <laughs> I still and have I, my I many love... faces of death VHS. I'm good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, uh, one thing I really, really love about this movie is the way they establish our, our main characters, the victims – is like they're not the cliches in the beginning. Like you think that's what they're going to be, but very clearly it's like, no, these are full three-dimensional characters. And the point is forcing them into these cliches against their will. Um, and I, and they're I think calling that's it like, out as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, because the stoner, the best part about, and like you know, and it even comes up in the movie that they've dosed his weed to fuck him up, but he's such a stoner that he's nuclear. But it's yeah. like he's seeing, he's like, why is he being like this jock? He's got a full ride scholarship. He's a really smart guy, which is established in the opening scene. Because don't read that. You should read this. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like Goodwill Hunting kind of thing. The, also, yeah. she puts a pants on. The fact that <laughs> yeah. the girlfriend has has got hair dye, but then it gets established that it's been treated by the chem department to make yeah. her like a dumber, to make her hornier. You know, and it's just it's it's so freaking clever and funny. same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one thing that threw me the the, the bit where she ha- has that moment with the wolf was just so. Fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> it makes no sense. She makes out with the wolf. <laughs> I mean, uh, sorry, you mean the moose? <laughs> no, it was a wolf. No, that's the yeah. plot in the movie. He calls it a moose, and everyone's like, oh, "Dude, yeah, you've yeah, never yeah. seen oh. a, <laughs> yeah. you never seen a moose before. It's a yeah. fucking wolf, bro." <laughs> um, so, so real. Like again, I, I kind of break it down, but like essentially, yeah, the, the the deep state. There's this whole thing that there's there's an underground, quite literal, like like massive uh, military structure almost, kind of like NORAD, which is filled with just everyday peons whose job is to every, I don't know, year, uh, create this moment. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is it every year they have to do that? Because Yeah, you've got to sort of sacrifice. And as long as one of them succeeds in the whole yeah. world, the massive gods that live under our planet don't come and destroy the world. And it's and it's so... And it, but, I, my favorite scene, I mean, it's so subversive, it's brilliant, is that 
they've got every kind of horror movie exists in this basement. Yeah. And so you get you get the people that work there are having a betting pool as to what's going to happen. Oh, is it going to be going to be a merman? Is it going to be the zombies? It's like you, it's so funny and everyone's kind of got this really? gallery really about it. Yeah. But, it, but my other favorite part is when they do go into the basement that you you're wondering which one it's gonna be <laughs> like which yeah, one are you? for They're sure all sucked in like, i'm gonna put on this necklace i'm gonna solve this puzzle i'm gonna open this book and it's just like and then it cuts back to everyone going oh damn it i lost my money <laughs> yeah that, that whiteboard with like all the possibilities yeah. is so, so cool. funny that's so i paused cool. it so many times to see if i can't pick out every single thing it said and yeah, it's hilarious it's, it much like it. later in the movie when they go down in the lift and like it kind of pan sorry sorry it pulls yeah, back the cubes and you start seeing and i'm like yeah i was like i almost want to do what you're saying will is pause it and sort of get yeah. close and go it's like there's the xenomorph there's yeah. i think they have like mm-hmm. it's the girl it's from everything. the ring it's literally everything yeah but it's it's, it's like their version of everything so you have and instead I, of right instead and of it's, it's the, the public domain version of everything yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is great yeah. which, I, which i absolutely love I love That's that. Great. It's, not, it's yeah. It's just on the nose enough to not make it like ah. Uh, we have it's it's oh my god! Like I said, I, I each of these movies, I feel like we could do a whole episode on. But like, the, like I was talking about the the the, the past, the cliche of, of the um the creepy gas station. So they have oh, great. the creepy gas station, but like with Mordecai, and it's my favorite <laughs> like little scene in the movie where like he's what's he he's called on the like, phone. They ha- he has a like a a, a term. Which is like he's the oh. um, what do they call him? I just watched it. Yeah, yeah, um, you know what I mean. He's the the sayer or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But um, is uh, <laughs> you know, he sends them on their way, but he calls the office, and Bradley Whitford has him on speakerphone, and he's he, you know, and he's like, you see him, and it's all creepy. He's like, the, the lambs have come to the slaughter, and they do not see you then. <laughs> Yeah. and everyone's cracking up and then he goes wait am i on speaker, you on speaker phone <laughs> yeah. God, i love it another just to not to jump around but the um the, like the way you discovered this movie it's the same way i had discovered like uh was it tucker and dale versus i was about to say tucker so, like, and I'd, dale i'd scrolled through this i'm like ah this is the cover of it it looks so i don't know what inspired maybe i was watching some youtube compilation based on cabin in the woods that suggested this i'm like that's another movie that really does a great job of of taking this type of genre and completely flipping it in yeah. such a fun way we all um, honestly if we didn't do cabin in the woods it would have been tucker and Dale. yeah, yeah. um tucker and dale versus evil is the full full title if you haven't seen it and as you guys know i don't watch trailers but i will watch trailers for horror movies because i'm like well i'm never going to watch that but honestly, that's yeah. what made me watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It was just I watched that trailer and I go, "This might be the yeah. movie for me." It was the guy dump, jumping headfirst into the woods into the chipper. Yeah, exactly. I go, and it's just their reactions are like, they're just such nice guys. It's great. It's great because yeah, I love that whole gas station. That whole yeah. gas station attendant trope is. It, it's mm-hmm. like in every horror movie, and in that it, they built an entire film. Like, it's, what do these guys do outside of that gas station? It's brilliant. <laughs> And it's like, and it's all about like it's almost the history of horror movies makes these people think they're in a horror movie, yeah. whereas Tucker yeah. and Dale are just like, nice. they're just two guys. They're, yeah, they're just two guys going to build their vacation home. <laughs> yeah. God, oh, I, honestly, I might watch that now. And again, that's yeah. a that's it's a, a good movie. But like Cabin in the Woods, it just it gives you it. It doesn't in the way that I was saying is like you know um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre doesn't give you it, it fills it in you kind of watch it and it almost oh, doesn't Lord. explain yeah. stuff is that cabin in the woods gives you the game almost immediately 
And like, mm-hmm. even the same way when they drive through the tunnel and then you see the eagle just go into the dome, you know, and you realize, yeah. oh, wow. So we are the ones, it's instead of us figuring it out, we are in the know and we're kind mm-hmm. of watching the characters sort of figuring out and being yeah. manipulated. Like the little bits like uh, when uh, Chris Hemsworth and his girlfriend, they, they, they've been dosed up with the horniness, um, you know, so they go out to, to, have sex in and outside in the swamp. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, yeah. it's too cold. So they're like, do you have temperature control? And they, they, they put it up to 75 and then they find the mossy area. And then they, they, they and, die and up the moon. And everyone's make, crowded around them too. Just watching. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's right. And so then, yeah, all of like, it's so funny that it, it cuts back to, uh, to the office and all the male staff are there waiting <laughs> Waiting for her to take and her top off. It's and will I know will you will fight me on this, but I just and this movie is perfect. They should never make another one or a sequel or a prequel or a TV show or whatever. But I just want more of this office environment, this world. Yeah. Like give me like the office, but set in this Bigger. universe with the monsters. Mm-hmm. The office TV show of just these guys existing. Yeah, I want their day to day like a Brooklyn Nine Nine style. You know, single camera. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want like give me the their their daily musings. I just I love that I love this world they built so much. But you do get that though. I mean, that's yeah. what's so funny is you've got the two movies happening. Is that you have the office and then you have mm-hmm. the people in the mir- middle of this yeah. horror movie. But it's you know it, it's all just being manipulated. It's brilliantly yeah. done. The little things like um, he, they make all the right decisions. You know, we should stick together. And then yeah. goes, we'll take yeah. care of this. They press the button. The pheromone, the pheromone button. The pheromone, like, Wait, the thing comes out and goes, we should, yeah, we should split up. And he's, he's like, sorry, it's not, this isn't right. This is yeah. right. And they're all just like, yeah, right, yeah cool. this makes sense. What? Oh, man, yeah. it's great. The it's so like, great. Oh, it doesn't. Like, the this whole movie time. does nothing you haven't seen a thousand times in every other horror movie, but it does it the best way possible. Yeah. It just shines this Well, it calls out what's been done. Yeah. And that's what's, like, amazing about it. It's it's so fun and I remember, like, you know, the way that the, the stoner dies, or at least, you know, doesn't die, but he goes second. And it's, it's so brilliant as well as you're rooting for these characters, much in the same way <laughs> when Bradley Whitford is having that introspective moment. He goes, you know, I, I, I don't know what is about her. I'm 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 rooting for her. I kind of wanted to. Oh, tequila's my lady, and he just <laughs> in that moment where you realize you're rooting for this person that may even just destroy the world. He gets distracted by the guy standing up for tequila so time. I, I honestly, Bradley Whitford is he's a god to me. You know, I love yeah. him from West Wing, but everything he's in, he's so good. But yeah. this this fit Bradley Whitford to a T. The two of them together, fantastic. Yeah. Rich Ding is him. Yeah. Just yeah, they're fantastic chemistry, and they, yeah. And while I don't want like a prequel or a sequel to this um, movie, I do want to see like a million movies with those actors, like yeah. you know, playing office coworkers. Like, just just keep giving me that, and I'll I'll be happy. And it is it is a movie that it sets its tone immediately. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like that opening scene of just them in the office, like tricking people into thinking they're watching the wrong movie. Because you're not even listening to me, are you? Cabin in the woods, and you're like, okay, this this movie is. I'm interested. You hooked yeah. me in the first five minutes, and I think that's it's just a picture perfect piece of of filmmaking. And then just the way that it it it, it goes that 
she's there in the background while they're all joking around and celebrating and drinking that they've saved the world and they've done a good job. And in the background, you just see her getting thrown around by this, <laughs> this giant zombie. But then you get the twist, the twist on the twist on the twist being the the stone is still alive and like that brilliant shot <laughs> of him with his with his bong i want that bong so bad oh I think my god it's maybe the coolest prop it's maybe the coolest prop ever in a movie <laughs> I, think. I told like, you guys when i was in the theater and like that moment happened where he folded it up and it's just like the coffee mug a coffee mug so, like multiple people in the audience went whoa yeah <laughs> 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 all the stoned people were like I yeah you just immediately that's when the swat team came in and yeah. <laughs> they were like we were waiting I'm going to start selling those on Etsy. I bet it already exists. I send you you guys those pictures. So, you know, as soon as I got done with the movie, I like to watch trailers after, you know, because I still appreciate the art of watching, of making a trailer. Um, But I realized in that scene that when they're in the the van on the way, he's rolling a joint, but there's 20 rolled joints in front of him and a huge pile of weed. But in the trailer, they've digitally altered it to just be an empty table. And I was like, Uh, why? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this movie, for those of you who are too young to remember, this movie came out before weed was legal, like, everywhere. So that was right. bad to put. You, you oh, could yeah. have everyone getting slaughtered in a trailer. Right. Don't you dare show any weed. <laughs> you know, that's that's just, what will the kids do? Like, you you know, think of the children. I mean, and it's, they even reference that in the, on the same lines of, of the violence, but also the sex, is that they, they, they need her to take her top off. And they go, score. But it's also like, tick. The audience has now seen some boobs. The, the gods have seen boobs, so we're good. And then you also get that little moment that when the first, when she dies, you have Richard Jenkins that has that almost that mantra. He kind of kisses a thing and is like, you know, yeah. the sacrifice that has been made and as it shall be sort of thing. There's so much lore to this movie. You know? yeah. It's brilliant. It's, it's, it's jam-packed with, with it, it, but it doesn't like spoon feed it to you. It lets you uncover it through watching it. It doesn't, it, there's no opening crawl. It's and not like. Just the pure entertainment of, so once the twist happens that the stone is still alive and he's discovered like that there's a lift, there's an elevator and they go into the facility uh, and, and that moment of when they just, you know, it's it's great. It's just the big red button. Why would you even have the big red button? You know, but it, who cares? Hit the big red button, purge the system, and they unleash all horror upon these people that have unleashed horror on, upon, upon people. And it's just that really fun little, you're spotting things in the background of, oh, here's the creepy people with the masks that just like torture people. Strangers. Here's a giant snake. Mm-hmm. And here's the, the murder bot. With that great yes. sound effect. That was my favorite. Around. Is that from oh, Chopping Mall? That's got to be from Chopping Mall, right? Or <laughs> yeah, very Chopping Mall inspired. Yeah. Uh, oh. I have to see this movie, by the way. You keep talking oh, about it. Oh, my God. It. It sounds no kidding. It's so good. But, One of the best head explosions in movie history. Oh, and Mall. we've talked about Ricky O on this on this podcast mm-hmm. just this week. Yeah. That has excellent. This, this is right up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, and then, and then, and then, you know, and then there's still more to this movie. Sigourney Weaver shows up. Of course. Sigourney Weaver shows up as the director for the, the last queen. five minutes. And mm. and what a great ending as well that you almost think it's going to be she um uh, the the main character the the final girl is is going to kill the stoner and then she gets attacked by the werewolf but it, i just love the ending is that she's kind of dying he's kind of stoned and he goes this is worth letting exist and they just let the world end yeah what yeah. and giant hand comes out smashes down credits 
Nine Inch Nails another last, one just goes credits. Nine Inch Nails last blasts over the credits and I have a big huge fucking smile on my face every time. I, I was mm. pretty convinced you were about to say erection. But <laughs> I only, yeah, I mean that too. Yeah. Yeah. I have one right now. <laughs> Legally for standards and practices the camera has to be that high. You, yeah, might, you might be able to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what that something sounded. Um, but no joke guys I, I, I recommend this movie to, to oh, everybody. Yeah. I watch it every year. It's, it's yep. like so like there's only a sh- there's a short list of movies I make sure I watch every like Halloween season. I do the same thing with like Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's, and this is always always at the front of that list. Always, yes, because it sets the tone. It's it, it's such an easy watch. It it doesn't it doesn't age at all because there's really like no like they don't use technology in the movie. They're not using like cell phones and stuff like that. There's no social media references because it was all before that, but. I think the only piece of technology used is his telescopic bong coffee mug. <laughs> well, it's also because they yep. are in the woods. There's no, it doesn't work because they even have that thing. It's there's yep. no global positioning. So, right. and I love mm-hmm. that you brought that out because I didn't, I didn't even think about that because it, it, it is now a timeless movie because because of that very thing, everybody can enjoy. It. And what I also love is that while ruining all horror movies, it's not, it's not, it's not denigrating. It's not making fun. It's not mm-hmm. saying it's wrong. It's all done with a, no, nah, this is great, but this is why. They give you yeah. a why for horror instead of it. Like, it's not a scary movie. What I mean is like the past, you know, I love scary. Yeah. Scary movie is the one of all like, you know, it, it, it's like the, the naked gun of, of horror movies. It's one of my favorite <laughs> jokes of, of, they pull it off great. My favorite line, we're reporting that for black TV. White people are dead. We're getting the fuck out of here. I saw that the first time and I laughed for 20 minutes. I got the giggles <laughs> so hard that I was like, I was crying from like, okay, this movie is very good. And then of course they kill it by doing multiple sequels. But like, mm-hmm. this, this movie, Cabin in the Woods, it is something that should be remembered forever for being yeah. the perfect, the perfect zenith, the perfect moment, peak, explanation of everything when it comes to horror but then creating a whole new world of horror because of it and that's why like let's you know as much i I honestly want to talk about cameron woods so much more but i think it's a perfect moment to, to jump into barbarian that a movie that before you guys had recommended it other friends that i have that love movies have even the week just only a week ago a friend of mine texted we became best mates instantly because he just loves movies, much like, you know, with you guys. And he goes, have you seen Barbarian? I go, no. And he goes, I'd be really interested in your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And he just left it at that. And I really honestly wasn't going to watch it because horror. You put it on the list. I've heard all these smatterings and all of this discussion about it. Um, what a great movie. Like, so, you know, Ryan, what, what made you pick Barbarian? It was just, you know, this movie came out I, I, and last year straight to, um, no, I think it was straight on uh, HBO Max, right, at the time? It went on to a streamer, right? I think. Yeah. I I'm mean, pretty sure it was Max. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it was Max. Because that's where and I watched it. I watched it on Max. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's same. Yeah, because well, my I'm whole, annoyed we call it Max. Fucking HBO. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about it on X. <laughs> no. It's not TV, it's Max. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna but no, it out. like it was you know it's the same thing as I, like every around every Halloween I think or last year was maybe I forget when the Hellraiser one came out but don't watch that but this movie just kind of popped up like and there were just smatterings about it on film Twitter and 
it was one of those that I kept hearing about it from like people I respect and like other like comedians and just people I follow. I'm like, oh shit, I'll, I'll check this out. I didn't watch it. And far be it for me. I, don't, I, I take after Ali now too. I try not to watch trailers at all because, you know, they just spoil the entire film. So we went into this blind. We had a bunch of people over and we just threw it on. And I was like, oh, or no, I think I watched it. I did a dry run first. And then I showed it to our our good core of friends that we all watched it together. I was like, you guys got to see this fucking movie. It's insane. <laughs> I think I watched it back to back twice. <laughs> and it just like came out of nowhere. And it was, it's one of those things. It's like, it's criminal that you can't get this on physical or at least not. I, I don't think you can at the time. And it, there was no theatrical release. And this movie would have made like a hundred million dollars. I agree. It was so unique. You know? I agree. Um, because it, it, it's, it's, I think it was Will that was the one that's saying it, but it's like, it because of Cabin in the Woods, this this movie mm-hmm. is forced to do something different, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it's much. It, it, uh, Ryan, you've been talking about you've been recommending to all of us on the text thread this the new movie that has. Uh, I saw Guillermo del Toro talking about it. I've seen on Twitter. Oh, uh, it's uh, the, no one, no one can save you. Yes, oh, everyone's yeah, yeah. talking about that movie, which I'm, I may have to watch as well. But um, so to, to boil down. The premise of this movie, or at least the initial premise of this movie, is two people have, it's basically a double booked Airbnb, which, what is hilarious to me, and I, Ryan, oh, no. you know this story. Oh, yeah, I heard it. <laughs> is, is I have had my own experience of a double booked Airbnb that escalated to physical conflict. You almost um, became a barbarian. Yeah, I mean, I basically... <laughs> The quickest version of it, and if they're ever listening to this podcast, but it's like there is no person more entitled than a crazy drunk white girl on her birthday. Um, and uh, But it got to the point of her physically threatening my children, and I ejected this girl through the front door of this Airbnb and eventually had to escape with my family. So watching this movie, I go, this is really freaking accurate. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, so it's Georgina Campbell as Tess. Mm-hmm. Turns up in the worst neighborhood in the whole of Detroit, but it's at night. She turn, I mean, honestly, once the, I, the sun comes up, I would have noped the fuck out of there. I will say, oh, God, even, even if you even if you did watch trailers for this, because they also cast uh, Bill Skarsgård. He was just coming off of like both the id movies. It, who just has uh, resting scary face, right? Yeah, he's so a right. producer of this movie okay. as well. And, and it's like, you, it's, that's you, what's so clever about it. It's like she turns up to an Airbnb late, the key's gone, it knocks on the door, and who answers? It's Bill Skarsgård. And it's just, for you, it's like, the, you go, all right, well, yeah. here's the creepy guy. It yes. sets up a premise that doesn't pay off. That's just, it is a three-act movie, but it's a three-movie movie. Yeah, the first it's, half mm-hmm. hour is a completely different film it's yeah. nuts that's what they do nuts. they they you watch three movies in one movie yeah in the three acts i, I was just it was is and you had guys you got that you'd almost teased it they go oh there's a very jarring scene transition and it's like <laughs> oh. the whole movie like the first 30 minutes plays out as a horror movie which initially starts as okay we're sharing an airbnb with a creepy guy he's going to be creepy he's going to kill me no Halfway through that, 15 minutes in, now there's weird things happening. 20 minutes in, she finds a weird door in the basement, that classic kind of thing. I like that in the moment she goes, nope, and then she forgets all of her nopes and goes investigating. But then it turns out that 
When Skarsgård goes investigating this creepy little murder room that exists with a camera, there's now an extra creepy corridor. I just love that they kept going, there's more, there's more, there's more. Then there's screams and everything, and we, we build up to this moment where suddenly the monster is revealed, and you go, whoa, and clap. And we just transition to Justin Long driving down the Pacific Coast Highway in L.A. It's and a smash cut. You're <laughs> so thrown. <laughs> Yeah. In this moment, and I'm like, "What is this movie? What it, is?" It just happening? hits the reset button, and then and oh. it just it dives down this other tale of, you know, a, a predatory actor who's fired from mm-hmm. a film who has to then liquidate his assets, and the only asset he has left is this fucking Airbnb he has in the worst part of Detroit. Yeah, um, not, down, not down a, Detroit. Not, yeah, and not a single <laughs> RoboCop in sight. Not a single. Yeah. Where is Ed Two O Nine when you need yeah. him? But yeah, so, so like Ryan is saying, if you, if you haven't watched the movie, it's brilliant. Um, but you get this moment that it, it just all of it crescendos, smash cut. We end up with Justin Long. And I, I love Justin Long, honestly. And I, this is a brilliant bit of casting as well to put him in this movie. And he's just having the best time. And suddenly he gets a phone call and it's a very Me Too phone call. It's like, I think it's, you never kind of, it's, is he an actor or is he a producer or a writer on a TV show? But yeah, essentially yeah. is... He's been accused of of being sexually aggressive and rape. So then, much like that, he's like, "Oh my god, my I've been ruined. I've been ruined." And uh, he has to go back to try. And, he can't afford the 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 lawyer. His wealth manager says, "Basically, you've got three months to your broken." Also, I'm ditching you as a client. And like you're almost getting his, oh man, this poor guy. And then you get to Detroit, and he goes out with his buddy, and it's that great scene of him going. And my buddy's like, so what happened? He goes, well, look, you know, I mean, like, you know, initially, like, she's saying no, but you know me, I'm a persistent guy. And you go, oh, bro. Uh, That's what mm-hmm. I love about this guy is he doesn't know that he's a guy. Right. He's, he's one of those guys that is just part of the misogyny, is part of the, the, the patriarchy, is part of this whole idea that, like, you know, and well, it, you know, it's, just girls so, and it's so go- And I love that they went against mm-hmm. cast by going with like a Justin Long and I think originally they wanted like Zac Efron in that role. Oh, that would be, uh, be I think I <laughs> might, think uh, might be, yeah. <laughs> it'd be a very different film. I, I mean, I just yeah. like he could pull it off. He's great. But I think having Justin Long famously from Jeepers Creepers be in this role made it so much more realistic, I guess. I don't mm. know. No, no I'm was not it, saying that nothing against Justin Long. Wasn't no, also in Evil Dead, the remake Evil, or the, no. the, that wasn't him? He was in, uh, so. uh, you're thinking of Drag Me to Hell. He was in that. Yes. Drag Me to Hell. That's right. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's, a great, that's um, what we should have made you watch. Oh. Well, you haven't seen that one? Next oh, year. Boy. Man. But I, <laughs> it's a fun one. What's anyway. great, though, and for me, I didn't realize while I was reading the sort of the breakdown is that it's two weeks later. For me, it was only right. like two days later. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so, like, so like Ryan is saying is that he now comes, he's an owner, he's the owner of the Airbnb he turns up at the house and he's like, wait a minute, there's like, there's bags here. And like, what's going on? And the, the door to the basement is open and he discovers the, um, the extra corridor and the murder room. And this was the bit what really made oh, it the best. The because, best. you know, he's trying to liquidate his assets. He finds this murder room, cut to him on his, his, his laptop going, can I include this in the square footage of my sale? And it's just so funny. And so him reading is like, oh, this is a square footage of candy. Oh, pretty valued. And then to him with the flashlight and the tape yeah. measure. He finds yeah. the extra murder corridor and he starts measuring that too. I was laughing 
my God. Hilarious. None of this phases him. The the creepy no. sex room with blood on the walls and the VHS camera. And not, not the creepy, the extra door that leads to this even creepier but staircase. That's, that is a brilliant reference to the thing that, that um, Georgina Campbell's character, Tess, brings up with, with Skarsgård is if this was a reverse situation, I would have never let you in the house. Much mm. like my mistake was when I had a double booked Airbnb, crazy drunk woman, I like, oh, come into the house and we'll figure this out. Big freaking mistake. I should have dealt with that situation outside. And she talks about like the male privilege of you let me in, you know, because you're a guy, you're not afraid mm-hmm. of your life. And it's, right. it's Justin Long just being this clueless guy going, right. yeah. I'm a man. I'm right. fine. What have yeah. I what have I got to be worried about? Kind of thing. And him going down those stairs measuring the tape. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna <laughs> enjoy whatever happens to you, you idiot. <laughs> he's, he's such he's such a self-absorbed, like narcissist asshole that this yeah. murder tunnel like just doesn't even click for him. He just doesn't care. It's like, how can I make money off this? It's just it was yeah, same thing. I was just dying laughing. It was so it's funny. So funny. It's so funny for, for what it is, for being so creepy, the, their ability to do that. And then, of course, then it, we also realized because we've only had like a few sort of minutes of this, this corridor. And then we had one second of the monster, the monster being like a six foot five naked woman with just like this, cr- this crazy. Which normally is pretty hot. But in this yeah. case, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not at all uh, in this case. And then suddenly like. It turns up and he's running down the corridor and he falls into this the trap, this this cage that's on the floor. Ugh. And um he's freaking out, the door closes, and then Tess's character suddenly jumps in and she's like, shh. And then again, smash cut, reset yeah. to what wait, what? And we've got Joe Chill from, from Yeah, Batman Joe Chill, Games. baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. I knew and, you were gonna pick up on that. Yeah, and the original <laughs> Night King from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, nice. He's fucking great. Everything he, walks, he, he walks out the house that we recognize, but the neighborhood is like it's like suburbia. Yeah. And it takes you mm-hmm. a couple of seconds to realize, oh, it, we've gone back al- in time. And it almost looks like if you've seen um like it look, I was gonna say, like Edward Scissorhands, like it's yeah, like or, this perfect yeah, about, kind of exactly. colorful, like this this perfect colorful suburban street, the green like grass, very verdant. People are watering their lawns. Kids are on bicycles playing, but it's shot from this one point perspective in the middle that makes it just deeply unsettling. And yeah. of course, it's Joe Chill who's got just henchman face, yeah, and right, God, yeah, murder face for sure, murder face. And yeah. they do some really good stuff, like the the director um, Zach Craig directed this Zach. Yeah, Kreger. Um, some really good sort of sometimes POV, some great stuff with like wide angle lenses and really plays with the perspective in a way that I, I really enjoyed. But yeah, so we get this, you know, this second hard reset, the beginning of act three, and it gives us a little bit of this, this backstory. He's just going about his day. He goes to a, you know, a, um, a, a hardware store and he's, he's doing some, oh, I also need some plastic sheets which anyone that watch horror movies were like all right this is for a reason his the <laughs> items he's purchasing should raise some flags he's yeah. like i need right. <laughs> and, and but the woman helping him is totally yeah amicable because like, well, he asks about diapers and stuff like that as well which like, here, again once we learn more gets yeah. really messed here's up. this here's this vhs tape on breastfeeding that i just happen to be holding in my hand here yeah. you go and then which comes he, up later he goes back to the house he goes in and when he goes to the back room 
as the door opens, you hear the screams of, you can clearly tell that someone yeah. is being kept captive. And it only comes out later that essentially that what has been happening is this guy has been kidnapping and raping women, but then also going on to then rape the offspring to create this super mother. For 40 years. For like yeah. 40 years, that's just they're inbreeding. He's having them inbreed. With yeah. And so we end up with this, this superhuman, almost crazed, naked woman that lives underground, but has been because of this this videotape that you're saying this breastfeeding tape her motivation is to want to be a mother so suddenly we catch up with where we were and we've got tess explaining to justin long because this hand comes down with a bottle it's like just drink it the most disgusting fucking thing you've ever seen in your life the second (sighs) most disgusting because 10 minutes later justin long is basically a prisoner with the mother and she is force breastfeeding him and i'm like wow of all the things i thought was gonna happen in this movie it's like mm-hmm. a forced breastfeeding and that's again i texted you guys is like oh uh, hey suddenly mr yes learns that no means no yeah, it's brilliantly written it's brilliantly yeah. written. Yeah. fantastic yeah, somebody somebody should do a a super cut of all the bad things that have happened to Justin Long in a horror movie, <laughs> like between like this and Tusk and Unaccepted. like, yeah, accepted <laughs> the most, yeah, most horrifying. Um, the Apple commercials. I fucking like, love just, that movie. Screw you guys. I like accepted. I like That's it a too. Good movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really good. Um, but yeah, no, the, uh, it's just, it's so gross and so jarring. Yeah. But um, like when you see the hair, like the hairs on the baby bottle. Oh, uh, it's brilliant. It's so this movie fucking is, gross. This movie is really good. Yeah. And I'm <clears> so <throat> glad you made me watch it. And it's also just, when I say well-written, it is that, like, the character-wise, as far as Justin Long, because everyone's, it's, you know, the brilliant part where Tess has escaped and got to a gas station and called the police and the Detroit police turn up and they just suck. Yeah, well, so she, looks, she looks like a transient. Like she's right. covered in, you know, she's you been know, in that basement for two fucking And weeks. she's come out of that neighborhood, which is just, you know, the, it's yeah, been written riddle, off. Yeah. And it's like, you're obviously a meth head, whatever. Um, yeah. And they the just, and you're just so me. frustrated. As they, and they drive off for a shooting because it's like. The shot that got me is when she gets back, she, she goes to a job interview and she gets back and she's like, she pulls, she's getting out of her car and you can see in the distance the the homeless man just kind of like you just see his silhouette. A faceless. Just, Girl, just, don't go in there. Don't and all like, of a sudden, yeah, no, you don't even hear him say that. He just running to, he just immediately starts running to, towards her at full speed. She like turns around, mm-hmm. clocks him, and then she starts running. I'm like, you don't know what the, like, because you don't see until when she arrives at this house, it's pitch black. You don't see anything. It's in the rain. It's the only house that lit up is the one that she's staying at. And the next day when she goes to leave, it pans from left to right and across the whole neighborhood how everything is so derelict except for this house. She is in deep. What happened? Yeah. She has no Mm -hmm. self-preservation. But still manages to ignore every red flag, (laughs) which is bewildering. It was nothing but, it was a field of red flags. (laughs) Yes. Surrounded by red flags. That's what I mean. It's like Tess made that one good decision about nope. And then forgot yeah. nope and was all yes. Well, she needed toilet paper. I mean, it's a we've all we've all been there. <laughs> but then, like, it's um, it's, I also yeah, God, she's sorry. also that good person that then so she goes back to rescue AJ Justin Lon's yeah. character. She's like, well, you know, I've got to go back and help him. And then there's that great twist that because the two stories are happening concurrently, he's kind of found Joe Chill uh, in this random room. 
he finds all these videos of realizing that he's this psychopath. The Dennis Reynolds collection. <laughs> the guy pulls a gun out and just kills himself. Great twist as well. But now mm-hmm. Justin Long's got the gun, but then Tess has come to rescue him, but she's just footsteps in the corridor, so he shoots her. Yeah. So now he's helping her escape. Then they get to the homeless guy who's like, no, no, you're here, you're safe. And then we get the deep blue sea moment, the yeah. Samuel L. Jackson moment. <laughs> oh he my goes, God. She coolly never come through here. the window. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. never motherfucking awesome. come here ever. Awesome. Goes through yeah. and rips his head in half. <laughs> and so we're just constantly getting these subversions of character and twists of character that when we're now cornered on top of this water tower and Justin Long's character comes out of, of like, well, women are disposable, I can survive. And he throws her off the water tower and the mother, the monster sort of dives after her. That shot of her diving off of yeah. the fucking water tower is so insane. Yeah. Because how high yeah. is that thing in reality to like, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, this that. isn't like, this isn't like point break where they're skydiving yeah, for 20 minutes to catch them. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's but crazy. It's maybe two stories. Yeah. yeah. But it's hilarious. But then, only only the girl from Texas Chainsaw Massacre could land that jump. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, but then we also get that great again, this is why I think it's such a brilliantly written movie, is that Justin Long's character, he lives uh, in denial of who he really is. That when he comes down and he realizes Tess is alive, he starts reinventing history. You, you slipped. You oh, I had to. I helped you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be okay. I can I, you know, it's like it's Brilliant characterization for this guy. I mean, that's that's it's just so spot on that he even then is in denial about how terrible a person he is, and he starts trying mm-hmm. to invent the history, and he's explaining it to her. Uh, and that's, that's why I was like, going, God damn, this movie is is good. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's so so. And, and then <laughs> you get the classic trope of the mother is alive, rips his head in half. Beautiful, just a oh. beautiful. It's awesome. Like, it is. It is because you're like fuck that guy. But yeah. then, and then <laughs> yeah, you get much like we've said seconds. in every single one of these movies. So she, the mother, is just like loving on Tess, who's been playing the game, and she's like, baby, baby. <laughs> oh, I can hear it. And she gets uh, yeah. the gun in her hand, <laughs> and then she just holds it up, but just bang, shoots the mother in the head. Written and directed by. Yeah. You know, and it comes right, back to getting yeah. you a little bit of her escaping, but that jarring, written and directed by, I mean, that's when I was like, that's why I said at the beginning of this podcast, pat on the back, round of applause to the three of us for these three movies were the perfect three movies for talking mm-hmm. about this, for talking about this genre, for talking about how it's done and the influences they've all had on each other. Just and I, it was just brilliant, guys. <laughs> like, really, I yeah. had so much fun considering I hate hate horror movies I, I when i got to the end i go i cannot wait to talk about these cannot wait yeah and it's got to be said this movie um you know zach Greger from whitest kids you know he's just known for sketch comedy yes um so this is like such a huge departure from what he this, normally does but it makes one, sense because yeah. he, he's Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was going to go ahead. Yeah. No. And it's like this, this movie didn't have a huge budget and it may like, I think it would have made a ton, like a ton of money, much like, um, Lee Winnell did the invisible man, which cost like $7 million and went on to make like a hundred million or if, you know, mm-hmm. if any one of Jordan Peele's movies that just make an absurd, that cost well, very little, but make an absurd amount of money. No, no, you're, you're, you are correct. So, um, 
It was. Did this movie come out in theaters? Well, that's what I'm saying. So it made. It was a four million dollar movie that made forty five mm-hmm. million dollars for a horror movie. Is it's on? It's so they, I mean, you just oh, added a zero. I mean, that right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. You've just as far as making a movie goes, you are a legend because you've just added a zero to 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 the bottom line. Yeah. So it was scheduled to be released theatrically in 2022 before being rescheduled. Um, Disney reported maintained a theatrical release for Barbarian uh, due to strong positive reception from the studio and test screenings. So it was, I think it came out digitally and it came out um, on digital download Uh, and it was an HBO Max. It was released theatrically in Australia, New Zealand, UK. So, I mean, that's the thing, Ryan. I think you said at the beginning, had this just been a straight theatrical? I reckon yeah. that would have been over $100 million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing happened with um, Smile. It was mm-hmm. Like, they had a great marketing campaign. Unfortunately, all the trailers kind of gave away a lot of the stuff. And that movie was an even scarier film, but it had more – it was more jump scary. There yeah. were so many jump scares mm-hmm. in that that – by the time, like halfway through the movie, there was a jump scare that caught me so off guard that I audibly screamed in the movie theater. That I've never, that has never in my life happened where everyone I was with just looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I felt so, I was like, ah! I felt so embarrassed. But, but this, like, the, the joy of being able to watch this with a group of people and not, not, and unfortunately not seeing it in the theater it was, is a crime. I wish I could. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, it is a it is a fantastic movie. Um, and I'm I'm going to say it again for all three of these movies. I could have done a podcast episode on just one yeah. of them. And I will say, and and if you do watch it again, you'll you definitely pick up pick up on some more of the nuance, like little little things here and there, which I appreciate, like from him as a director. You know, mm-hmm. like just it's, um, let's quickly then let's talk about some of the also rans um which i think will be about 20 minutes of will going through yeah because yeah, will was so excited here. to terrify me and and you, you you came up with a great choice which is texas chainsaw massacre but what are some of the other movies that you wanted to give me you know therapy for i i really really wanted to do exorcist 3 um because that's gained like a cult status in, in the last few years and rightfully so that's the best of all the Exorcist movies. Really? Even the, the first, first one? Even the first one, yeah. And I say that with my film professor was the assistant director on the first one. Right, you mentioned And I that. told him, no, three's better. <laughs> um, Get the fuck out. <laughs> what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and and quick quick shout out to uh, to Terry um, to Terry Donnelly. Uh, great guy. I don't know if he's still teaching. Um, but just uh, told the story. I, this is a, a quick little story about him not really related to the exorcist which he said he had no fun on and he hated working on that um but he worked with william freakin a few times and uh uh but one of his first movies that he ever ad'd on was midnight cowboy and uh the whole scene that i'm walking here scene mm-hmm. is his fault because he didn't block off the road he didn't block the cab he oh didn't block the cab he, they were trying to get a gorilla style and that cab almost really did hit like dustin, dustin hoffman oh my god and they got and he was like when that scene called cut he's like dustin hoffman chewed me out and like i felt really bad 
but now it's film history. So his yeah. lesson to us was always, if you're going to screw up, just make film history just, and it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just make sure it's iconic. If you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Terry Donnelly. Shut up, Ray, man. <laughs> Fan, yeah, fantastic. Like that guy that was flying the helicopter in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Whatever. Well, well, yeah. Maybe not that kind of. <laughs> For some reason, thought you were going to say oh. flying that hel- helicopter in cliffhanger. I don't know why. I like, <laughs> yeah. That was a, that, that was a dark joke, but nonetheless, <laughs> I'm pretty dark. We're but, talking uh, horror yeah. movies. Um, Exorcist history, and then of course all the movies we can't do because they're not in America. Like yeah. the thing is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I mean, like when uh, I thought, when I was talking to the missus, I was like, oh, Alien. I go, oh no, it's yeah. not America. I, I can't do I can't do Alien. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like so. It's thinking of that too. But also, but given the restrictions we were given, we ended up in such a great place. Oh you yeah, know, I'm, I think. Mm-hmm. I, we're definitely going to do this again. We're, next year, we're definitely going to do this. I, I can't wait to talk more about it. Um, so we'll I mean, do all the Friday the 13th movies next year. None <laughs> of them are good, but we'll make it through all of them. I'm picking Jason Takes Manhattan for our New York episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I guess, you know, I mean, like at this point, usually we're like, you know, we pick the movie that defines, you know, the sort of state. So what, I mean, I honestly, for me, I don't think it's even um, a competition because... We've got three iconic movies, but one of them scared the shit out of me, and that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I was like, if, if, yeah. is there even any, any argument about it, really? Because no. <laughs> no. that's definitely the State of Fear movie, but I can't, I can't wait. I think maybe next year, when we do State of Fear, we'll bring three, we'll bring three new movies. I think this being yes. like, you know, a special episode, a special theme, yeah. I, it was just so fun. And I think, you know, if you're like me and you don't like horror movies, or if you're not a massive movie fan, these three movies, watch them in order. Watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, then watch Cameron in the Woods, then watch Barbarian, and you're going to see an incredible progression in movie history, yeah. an incredible cor- progression of the genre. And you're also going to have a damn good time. Yeah. And I just, I just want to throw this out there. Um, Georgia Campbell, who played Tess, more than welcome to come on our podcast. Come talk to me. I'll give you my number. If you're busy, you know, I'll make time for you. The other two guys, they don't need to be there. Just, I want to throw that invitation out. Are you saying you have a, <laughs> Georgia you, Campbell? You, you have a room for rent, <laughs> <laughs> and we won't double book it just for you. What's the square footage on that? <laughs> <laughs> right. Were there any other movies get... that you were circling? Yeah, it's so funny. Um, I like I said, I'm glad. I think we were able to hone in on like picking something, something old, something new. Uh, something borrowed, then, something blue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically, um, I was gonna go with I think Poltergeist. Oh. I have a very like fraught horror like history because I my my older brother when we were growing up, he's seven years older than me, so he would make me watch like horror films that I was way way too young to watch. So like uh, Child's Play was one, especially as a kid seeing that at a very young age was truly terrifying. I think another one was an underrated film is called The People Under the Stairs. Mm. Fucking creepy. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's actually Harry Potter. But like, I, I was gonna go with Poltergeist because that movie also just true. Like the iconography of that film is so like burned into my brain as a kid that truly terrified. Me. To- Toby Hooper double feature, man. That yeah. would have been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't have any alternates. I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do this. <laughs> but I, I mean, maybe maybe this is my first foray into. Like you said, you guys have made me watch a few horror movies. Em- like I said, it's immersion therapy. Now you're yeah. you're indoctrinated. You're good. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> happening. Yeah. Um, all right. So first of all, um, if you're listening at home, um, before we get to where we're going next week, uh, 
You can always find us online. Um, you can find us on Reddit. You can find us on Facebook. You can find me as that Englishman in Texas uh, or Oli Petku. You can find Will as entitled Willennial. Um, you can find Ryan if you go to his store on Threadless, Rhino Digital, R-Y-N-O Digital. Um, but also really do us a favor, like, subscribe, but also share. Like we're slowly building this audience and it's, and it's great. We love doing this. So let, do me a favor. That's my little mission. If you're listening to this right now on your phone, on Spotify, on Apple, go to share, go to Facebook and just post it. Let people know. It's a fun place. It's a fun discussion. And it really is helping just open my mind to yeah. more movies um, because we really do enjoy doing this. In particular, this episode, I think, may be my favorite episode so far because it was such <laughs> a great, great chat. Um, I've just, I'm throwing a random, I'm throwing a random dart. Uh, this week, um, I, I've decided where we're going to go. I, it's a it's a state I can't spell. Uh, we're going to go to the state of Mississippi. Um, yeah, we got some bangers. Yeah, Will's oh, face. Oh, look at Will's. Oh face. man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so get there. Uh, Ryan's looking. He's introspective. I think I've got one. I'm circling yeah. one or two. I have to. Yeah, I have to. Say. That I'm circling as well. But I just just I just want to know how racist I can go. Well, yeah, it's going <laughs> Mississippi burning. Are you going to go and say you know how? There's going to be a lot of Ku Klux Klan movies. <laughs> yeah. can, in the, the sky's mix. the limit on the racism yeah. for this yeah. one. So there's going to be a bunch. Um, but so there you go. So guys, get thinking. Think about Mississippi nice. for next week. Also, just one more time. Great choices, guys. Great choices. This was a this was a fun one. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. As much as I enjoyed the podcast, I didn't enjoy the movies kind of thing. But I did secretly. <laughs> But like yeah. you know, watching movies through my fingers is—we took it easy on you, though. I yeah. I could have stuck you yes. with Terrifier too, and we'd you probably, we'd be very different friends by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I can't wait. I can't wait next week to see what we guys pick from Mississippi. To everybody at home, if you are listening or watching, thank you so much for the support. Really, we do enjoy it. Send us messages. Send us suggestions for states we haven't got to yet. Send us suggestions for states we've already done because we're going to keep doing this until such time as like at the end of the world, as uh, <laughs> foreseen in Cabin in the Woods. Um, Ryan, <laughs> Will, yeah. uh, thank you, thank you so much, and for everybody yeah. at home, thanks for enjoying this episode of the United States of a movie podcast.